Hey, this is Paul Tomko, and you're listening to episode 42 of The Anti-Aging Lifestyle. Look, you only get one shot at this thing called life. And your lifestyle, the decisions you make every day, are either making you age faster or slower. Anti-aging is my passion. My goal is to give you the tools to live a long, healthy life. And of course, make sure you look good along your journey. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to use this podcast to help find those answers so we can all live our best life. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Episode 42. Here we go. So it seems many people that I've been talking to recently have been stressed out. Now, normally I'm a very chill, almost mellow guy. Part of my ability to stay calm and stoic comes from just my general nature, but it's also something that I've cultivated over time, something that I've worked on. I know what happens when you lose your calm. I I see people lose their temper all the time. And while getting angry in short bursts is is perfectly normal and healthy even, it can even be a source of energy when it's properly used. But when you're constantly angry and you lack emotional control, that is not a good thing. I see it as a sign of weakness, honestly, a lack of emotional fitness. And the same goes when you're stressed out all the time. When you see someone panicking in a state of being overwhelmed, it's not a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing. They let the the moment overtake them and they lose control of themselves and the situation. So over the years, even from a very young age, I saw people that were freaking out around me, that got angry, that were losing their temper, that got stressed out all the time. And I decided that was not the right approach for me. I remember in particular one time, My sister and I were very, very close growing up, and my sister told me one time that my father was actually talking to her about me. You know, he was very frustrated, and he was telling my sister, I feel like Paul just doesn't care about anything. I just feel like he doesn't care. And that was kind of his take on it at the time, but I do care. I care a lot, but normally I'm just very, very chill, very mellow about things, so I don't always externally show my emotions. But, you know, it's not just about being, you know, a, a cool cucumber all the time. <laughs> it's, it matters more for our health as well. Being stressed out all the time actually puts our bodies into that flight or fight response, increasing your adrenaline, increasing your, your stress on your central nervous system, increasing your cortisol levels. Again, these are normal, healthy responses and tools that your body has to deal with you know, intense situations and small bursts. Back in the day, these physical changes may have been the difference between life and death when you turned a corner and came face to face with like a bobcat or a mountain lion. But to live and experience these physical responses on a daily basis, on a regular basis, this creates a lot of wear and tear on your physical body and it will most definitely age you. I mean, with all the extra cortisol that's being released, you will definitely age faster, more wrinkles on your skin, your physical body will break down more quickly over the years. So that is something that we do not want. This is the anti-aging lifestyle podcast for a reason. (laughs) 
this year in particular has definitely not been easy for a lot of people. It's been very stressful for a lot of people between all the COVID-19 changes and wildfires, riots and protests. This year has definitely been very unique, causing a lot of stress. So from my experience, the following is my top 10 list of ways that I have found most effective in dealing with stress in your life. So in no particular order, starting at number one, we have deep breathing and meditation. When you're able to take long, deep breaths, that really helps decrease your stress levels in life. Now, there are a ton of different breathing variations. You can try the four, seven, eight, where you take an inhale through your nose for four seconds, you hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. That's the four, seven, eight. There's the Wim Hof methods, which is a combination of rapid breathing, slow breaths, holding your breath. It's like a series of breathing techniques. So you want to find what works for you. And these deep breathing exercises can oftentimes be combined with meditation. And again, just like breathing, there are so many forms of meditation. There's transcendental, there's guided meditations using an an app on your phone like Calm using relaxing music. But the main thing is to go somewhere mentally, go on a mental journey in your mind, somewhere outside your body, so that your physical body is able to relax and to center yourself. Tip number two is stretching. Stretching is kind of along the same lines as breathing and meditation for me. But if you're able to get in a good, solid stretching session, something even like five minutes or 10 minutes can be useful. And again, the goal is to get your mind into your muscles and to really focus on elongating, to go further in your stretch with each inhale and exhale cycle. Of course, you want to make sure that you warm up well, if possible, as a warm body is going to be much less susceptible to injuries than a cooler body. And of course, also make sure that you're easing into your stretches. But stretching can be very useful for dealing with stress. And a more intense version of stretching, if you have the time, is to do like a yoga session, whether it's Bikram yoga, which is hot yoga, or doing vinyasa flow yoga, or doing just a short yoga session at home. Whatever it is, it's really about getting your mind outside of your body and just centering your body again. Just like the breathing, just like meditation, stretching can be a very powerful tool. Now, my next tip, tip number three, is to work out. I mean, I've talked about this so many times, all the benefits of working out, but it is hands down one of the best ways to naturally reduce your stress. This is especially true if you have the physical ability to put in a very hard workout, something that really challenges you. Again, safety first here. Make sure that you work up to this and make sure that you are not endangering yourself. But when you do a hard workout, when you're really forced to take these deep, deep breaths, you literally release stress from your body like nothing else. When you walk out of the gym, you're just a calmer human being. There's no other way to put it. You get a huge hormonal surge of endorphins and serotonin. So not only will you feel better, but you're going to have lower stress levels and you'll be able to think more clearly about whatever situation that's going on in your life that's causing you that stress to begin with. All right, tip number four, get good sleep and take a nap if you need it. Now sleep, I've talked about this a lot as well. Sleep regulates all of our hormones. It is your primary way that your body regulates and decreases 
excessive levels of cortisol in our body. So it repairs your body, repairs your mind, so that you are physically and mentally able to deal with more things in life. We all know when we're sleep deprived, we are more irritable. We have increased hunger cravings, decreased willpower, even a lower tolerance for physical pain and mental challenge. So sleep is huge. It is so important to make it a priority. And I did record episodes 14 and 15 last year on the podcast where I did a deep dive into boosting the quality of your sleep. So if you are lacking in the amount of quality sleep in your life, feel free to listen to those episodes. Again, episode 14 and 15. Now, if you can get enough good sleep at night, I am normally against taking naps because I don't want something that's going to interfere with your nighttime rest. If you're truly getting enough sleep, oftentimes the drowsiness that you feel throughout the day is just because you're not moving your body. You've been sitting too long in the same place, whether it's reading, you're studying something, maybe you're watching something, and you literally just need to get up and move your body. Do 50 jumping jacks literally anything and within a minute even less uh, in 30 seconds you'll realize you weren't really tired or sleepy at all you just needed to get up and move get that blood flow moving get that heart pumping a little bit so yeah normally i'm not a huge fan of naps but there are of course exceptions to the rule naps can be incredibly powerful an incredibly powerful tool particularly if you are sleep deprived which unfortunately is you know that applies to a lot of people and taking a short 20 to 30 minute nap in the early afternoon can help you get through that that afternoon hump if you are sleep deprived another unique situation that is an example where a nap could be beneficial is if you are an elite athlete and you are training two or three times a day for example oftentimes you're going to have like a strength training session a cardiovascular or endurance boosting session. Sometimes this is also mixed with some agility or a movement type session. And lastly, you're going to have like a sports specific training session. This is very, very common at any kind of elite level of sports. I mean, I was far from a professional. Well, I guess I was a a pro bodybuilder for a little while. But for the most part, I was never a professional athlete. But I did swim at a very high level through middle school and high school. We would have our separate strength training sessions in the gym. We would have our dry land work, whether that was running or core work or agility or speed work. And then, of course, we would have hours and hours, tens of thousands of meters and yards of actual swimming. When I rode for a bit on the University of Washington men's crew team in college, Again, D1, Division I National Championship team. We had our separate weight training sessions. We had our cardiovascular training, whether it was running or on a rowing machine doing workouts. Again, the rowing machine is so, so hard. It is one of the most challenging things, probably the most challenging thing I've ever done if you do the right type of workout. And then finally, we had to get on the water or what's called a gamut and actually row and work on our technique and our race strategy. So if you're one of these unique sets of individuals, you're an elite athlete, or you're just severely sleep deprived, which is a lot of people, again, taking that short 20 or 30 minute nap, normally not too late in the day. You don't want to take it too late in the evening where it's going to interfere with your sleep cycle, but taking it in the early afternoon or late morning can be very useful for recovery and just getting over a mental hurdle 
or a mental roadblock or just giving you an extra boost of energy for the next four or five hours of time that you're going to be at work or in school. Now, tip number five is to control your expenses. Now, money is not everything, but without money, you can't really do anything. Now, I like to think of money as almost like fuel units for your life. The more money that you have, the more flexibility, the more options that you have to live where you want to live, how you want to live. You have more time freedom. You have the ability to travel and spend time with those that you want to spend time with. And a large source of stress for a lot of people is just really tight finances. How am I going to pay rent for this month? How am I going to put food on the table? Now, of course, we all have different scenarios that we're dealing with in life. But one thing that I've really embraced more and more over the years is the incredible happiness that I feel when I live a more minimalist lifestyle, when I live more simply, when I stop spending so much on things that I don't really need. I find it takes a lot of pressure off and I just have more time and resources to focus on things that actually bring me real joy in life. In episode 32, I talked for the whole episode about the benefits of living a more minimalist life. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, do a deep dive in episode 32. All right, now tip number six is to focus on gratitude. Now the mind is an incredibly powerful thing. Whatever you focus on, you're going to feel, whether that's good or bad. Now if you're constantly focused on things that you're missing in your life, what you lack, what you don't have, all the time, you are not going to feel good. There's no way you're going to feel good. You will, you'll feel miserable. So don't do that. Focus instead on what you do have. Focus on the ability to feed yourself healthy food, to spend time with friends and family in your life that mean a lot to you. Focus on the fact that you're still healthy or just the fact that you're able to walk still or that you can see the beautiful sights around you or smell delicious food. I mean, if you really focus on what you do have, all the amazing things and people in your life, you will instantly feel better and you will instantly feel your stress levels decrease. Now, tip number seven is to focus on just what you can control. This is very similar to the previous tip, but as you go through life, there's going to be so much that you cannot control. The weather, the economy, random coincidences that happen. There is so much that you cannot control. Other people, that's a big one. As much as you wish, you cannot control other people. Although I feel like some people sometimes try to. But the point is, if you always focus or worry about things and people that you cannot control, things are not going to go well. And when you do this, you're going to feel badly. You're not going to feel good. You're going to feel that things are out of control, that you're that you're helpless in a situation. You might feel scared in certain situations. You're going to feel more stress. So don't do that. Focus on what you can control. Give yourself the best opportunity to live a successful life. When an opportunity presents itself, put in the work to prepare yourself for that. Do the work. Do your part. Focus on controlling your own destiny by being proactive about your decisions in life. And then just let the pieces fall where they may fall and enjoy the journey. All right, tip number eight, plan ahead. Don't always wait for the last minute to do things. Procrastination is a killer. (laughs) 
People always put off things until the last minute, and it creates a lot of unnecessary stress for a lot of people. Whenever possible, plan ahead. Try to plan ahead. Try to get your work done ahead of time before the big deadline. Go to your big appointment or meeting or a date with someone ahead of time. Be five minutes early. I mean, even be 15 minutes early if it's a really important meeting. We all have smartphones these days. It's not like you're going to waste any time by being early. With a smartphone, you can easily stay productive by going on your phone, catching up on emails, reading articles, watching videos. So you're not wasting time. But by planning ahead, by not waiting until the last minute to do things, you will significantly decrease the amount of stress in your life. All right, tip number nine is to think long term. Now, oftentimes as you go through life, you will be tempted by things and people that seem like a fantastic idea in the moment. But deep down, if you're honest with yourself, we all have a life blueprint, a general compass or direction that we're moving towards. It guides us towards doing the things and living the life that we know will truly make us happiest. Now again, sometimes it can be a bit confusing And sometimes our goals, our long-term goals change based on people that we meet, experiences that we have, or epiphanies. And that's okay. That's part of life. That being said, I oftentimes meet people or get to know someone, maybe it's a close friend or a family member, and I understand the goals in life that they're working toward. I understand what they enjoy doing, what makes them happy based on the discussions that we've had and the interests that they've expressed in life up until that point. Yet sometimes you see a person that takes a sudden and drastic turn in life, either because of a person that they're seeing or maybe a job opportunity that winds up in front of them. But you want to make sure that you have those moments by yourself when you can ask yourself those deep and profound questions, the meaningful questions, like, what do I really want? What's truly going to make me happy? When you're older, say you're lying on your deathbed, looking back on your life and how you spent it, will you be happy? Will you say to yourself, well, that was an amazing run. What a magnificent adventure that was. Or will you be ashamed or even saddened by all the time that you wasted doing things that you didn't really want to do? Or the decades that you spent at a job that only paid your bills but provided no real joy? Or maybe you're going to look back and see all the years that you spent with people that did not have your best interests at heart, that did not try to make you a better person. But don't wait until you're lying on your deathbed looking back to have these realizations. Think long term. If you stay on your current course of actions in life right now, where will you end up? You have the power right now to do the mental exercise to see where you're going to go. So be honest with yourself about what makes you happy, about the direction that you really want to go. You really want to go in life and then move in that direction. You deserve that. Now, tip number 10 is to not just think long term all the time, but to also think short term, to be present. Learning to be present in the moment is an incredibly powerful tool. It is so important in life to learn how to switch gears, to be serious and productive at times, but also having that ability to be silly and playful at other times. For me, this is a very powerful tool. Living in one gear all the time, to me, is not a good thing. It's really living a shell of the life of your true potential that you could be living. 
Sometimes I see very, very successful people in their careers, but they can't turn it off. They may be sitting next to the love of their life, maybe they're out to dinner together, but they can't stop thinking about the project at work, the promotion next week, the company IPO, and the stock options strike, or the expired share lockup next month. They can't turn it off. Meanwhile, right in front of them is the love of their life. There's fresh air because they're outside. There's the sound of waves on the beach next to them. There's delicious food in front of them. Maybe they have a great server that's making jokes at the table. Don't miss those moments. Be present. Don't lose that night of your life because you don't get those moments back. Enjoy every little moment that you have in life to the max because sometimes we just don't know how much time we truly have left. And the things that we spend most of our time focused on sometimes end up mattering much less than we think when we look back on our lives. So think long term about your decisions, be smart about where you're trying to go in life, but also have the ability to think short term, to enjoy today, to enjoy this moment, to be present. Okay, so that's 10 tips right there, but I have one more, so we're going to make it 11. Here's a bonus tip for you guys, also to help you reduce stress in life. And that is to spend time in nature because nature has a very powerful way to give us perspective in life. Sometimes we get so caught up in our problems in the world that society has created for us that we forget about the big picture of life, the the miracle of life, of your life. I highly, highly recommend if you can to just go outside. Maybe you can go for a hike sometimes, maybe on a weekend or just go for a walk in the park if you have a local park. Even just spending some time outside in your backyard or a garden if you have one. Nature has that amazing ability to center yourself. I mean, you can't look up at a night sky on a clear night and see all those stars and not be moved. And it can be the real simple things in life as well. I mean, go out and smell a rose, smell a flower. And I get it. Maybe you got in a huge fight at work with your manager And she threatened to shut down your entire project. I get it. I get it. But you can't smell that rose and tell me that life still isn't beautiful. Or maybe the relationship that you've been in for a long time is no longer there anymore. And you might miss that person like crazy. Maybe you replay the mistakes that you've made in your head again and again. And that is, again, a recipe for a lot of stress in your life. But if you take the moments, if you look outside and you're able to witness that beautiful sunset, I mean, come on. It just really allows you to take a step back and see the bigger picture and the beauty of life, no matter how hard the moment can be. Because that sun may set today, but it's going to rise again tomorrow, as long as you take the time to look for it. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much again for listening. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Pandora, or on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give it a like, a thumbs up, a follow, or a quick review, and I'd really appreciate it. But for now, we're going to roll into Tomco Tip 42, where I'm going to be talking about being the best person that you can be in these crazy times that we live in. So let's get into that right now. Here we go. We live in pretty crazy times right now. You know, living in America, 
A great example was even last night, we had our first presidential debate, and it was pretty crazy. Now, I'm not going to get into politics here. This is not the place for that. This is a safe place. But the fact is, this year, there has been a lot of uncertainty about the future, about our health with COVID 19, about our economy, about human rights and racism. There's been so many big issues brought up in many different areas of life. And parts of our country and seemingly parts of the world can sometimes feel more divided now than we've been in a long time. But at the end of the day, please remember it's not about the political party, it's not about the language that you speak or the way that you look. We need to rise above that. We are all human beings. Some of us are just a little different, but we are all in this together. So be kind to one another. Treat others, treat strangers with respect and kindness because you don't know where they're coming from or what they're going through. Be open to new ideas. Try to understand where others are coming from and take a walk in their shoes. And always try to be helpful to others when you can. When we truly do these things, we really make this world a wonderful place to be. So that's it for this episode. And until next time, thanks. Love you guys.